This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, December 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. China talks going very well. Backlash looming over SNAP. CRP announcement on TAP and dairy producers prodded. U.S.-China trade talks continue. Prospects for a U.S.-China trade deal seem to change with the day. President Trump yesterday indicated that he's optimistic about an agreement, saying that talks between the two countries are continuing, something that government and industry officials confirmed for AgriPulse. Just the day before, said a deal might not be finished until just after the 2020 elections. We're talking to China, as you know, Trump told reporters yesterday. Those discussions are going very well, and we'll see what happens. But we're talking to China. One U.S. government official confirmed that the talks have not broken down, but they are taking longer than expected. They are all feverishly trying to put the deal together, said International Dairy Foods Association President Michael Dykes who met Tuesday with officials at the office of the U.S. Trade Representative. Now keep in mind, USTR is negotiating other pacts beside China, including a trade deal with the European Union. Trump, during a press conference with German Chancellor Angela Merkel, said the EU talks will resume. Meetings have been set up and we'll talk, and I believe that it will work out very well for everybody, and I think it should. The talks bogged down over whether ag issues would be included. U.S.-Mexico haggle over USMCA changes. U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer spent much of yesterday in talks with Jesus Siede, Mexico's top North American negotiator, in an effort to bring Mexico on board with the proposed changes that House Democrats want in the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade deal. Shadia has stressed that Mexico, which has already ratified the USMCA text that the leaders of all three countries agreed to about a year ago, could reject any changes made in the pact. Ag groups laud U.S.-Japan deal. It's not the Trans-Pacific Partnership, but the U.S.-Japan trade deal is still a major win for the U.S. ag sector as the U.S.-China trade war continues and USMCA awaits approval. Now that the final hurdle to a deal with Japan has been cleared, American farmers and ranchers can count on increased market access for their products from beef and poultry to fruits and vegetables and nuts. That American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall uh, said after Japan's parliament, the deal is set to take effect January 1. Could farmers get hit by SNAP backlash? The 2018 Farm Bill is less than a year old, and the Trump administration has already undone one of the key victories for Democrats, that protecting SNAP program from cuts. The administration yesterday finalized a rule to tighten work requirements and remove nearly 700,000 people from the rolls. Two more rules are in the works. House Republicans tried but failed to make any of these changes in the last two Farm Bills. Why it matters? By implementing the changes administratively, USDA is circumventing the urban rural coalition in Congress that has worked to pass farm bills and protect nutrition programs in the past. Representative Marsha Fudge, the Ohio Democrat who chairs the House Agriculture Subcommittee that oversees SNAP, says the cut is unconscionable considering the money that President Trump is providing to farmers through the market facilitation program. 
Think about it this way. We're giving over $16 billion to very wealthy farmers, but we're cutting aid to very poor people. What sense does that make? How do you justify it? Fudge told AgriPulse. Representative Shelley Pingree, a Democrat of Maine, says it's too early to tell whether there will be a backlash against farm programs, but she thinks the urban-rural coalition will stay together despite the administration's actions. Now keep in mind, so far the public outcry to what USDA is doing has actually been relatively limited. Pingree said there's a SNAP regulation fatigue. You kind of have to be an insider to understand what these rules mean. CRP rule, sign up, next in line. USDA officials have scheduled a press briefing this morning. We're expecting them to announce a new general sign-up for the Conservation Reserve Program. USDA also is due to release a rule detailing changes in program provisions required by the 2018 Farm Bill. One key detail we're looking for is the minimum acreage allocations for each state. This will be the first general sign-up in four years. Dairy farms being prompted on DMC. The Farm Service Agency is sending letters to dairy farmers that haven't signed up for the Dairy Margin Coverage Program for 2020, and it's going to be the vast majority of operations. The enrollment deadline is December 13th, and so far, only 4,919 of the nation's 37,468 licensed operations have enrolled for 2020. More than 23,000 signed up for 2019. Keep in mind, an enrollment drop of some size has been expected. FSA currently projects that dairy margins will stay high enough in 2020 that the program is unlikely to trigger payments. FCC seeks to boost precision ag. The Federal Communications Commission is looking to make available a billion dollars to improve precision agriculture technology. The money is part of a larger plan announced by the FCC Chairman Ajit Pai to provide $9 billion over a 10-year period to carriers who deployed advanced 5G wireless services across rural America. The money will be made available through a reverse auction and target hard-to-serve areas with sparse populations and or rugged terrain. Ethanol environmental impact debated. The renewable fuel standard has not been a discernible driver of land use change, says a new analysis from Growth Energy, the latest in the ongoing debate over the impact of the RFS on the environment. The report by Ramble, a global research and management firm, responds to declarations in a court case that resulted in an order that EPA examined the impacts of the RFS on endangered species. The other view, well, an analysis filed by the environmental groups on the case, cited studies predicting that increased corn production would significantly increase the area nationwide vulnerable to nitrate contamination. Growth Energy continues to point to the 1930s to distract from what has actually taken place over the past 14 years, that Julie Sibbing of the National Wildlife Federation in a statement to AgriPulse. Here's today's He Said It. I appreciate the senator from Maine speaking about the virtues of wild Maine blueberries. They happen to be one of my favorite foods and obviously the lobsters as well. 
I agree with him that there appears to be an arbitrary distinction between the support payments that are supposed to compensate farmers for the trade war with China. That Texas GOP Senator John Cornyn responding to complaints by Maine Senator August King about commodities omitted from the market facilitation program. Some of the highest MFP payment rates are in Texas. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, December 5th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.